2: Who they? Who they? Who they think i the Bengals? Who they? Who they? Who they the Bengals? No! like the bangles starts
0: now and we're back baby man we, man, we just, just watching, watching joe flex, flex points, points with, with his, his arm and his legs
1: Who hoody stone cold, cold with the flex with squad, the squad and, and smoking we're smoking after, after wins. wins
0: and welcome back to fuck you we, we like, like the bangles. bangles i'm your host alex schubert Sitting across from me as always is Lloyd Johnson, my dude. We were just talking uh, about uh, graffiti beforehand. First, we'll talk about that in a second. First, how you doing, bud? I'm
1: doing alright. Yeah, I'm uh, do- rough day, but I'm uh it's kind of it's turning around. It's getting better.
0: You and me, both. both. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it, we were talking about before the podcast, but um, we won't get to that because this is a comedy podcast. And we cope with humor. Yeah. So <laughs> no
1: one wants to hear sad boy Alex and <laughs> and, and, this... and way too literal Lloyd. <laughs> 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 well, this happened. Yes, this is what happens when. It... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but nah, man. So we were talking about um, graffiti before the podcast. You said right. like, well, hold on. please, please do, please do tell.
1: <clears throat> so it actually came up as things I randomly say for no reason. Yes. And years and years ago, I was driving to Atlanta. Okay, uh, this is way back when I was helping uh, install cell phone tower stuff. Okay, so this is like two thousand. Okay, <clears throat> and uh, I'm driving to Atlanta, and I parked. And as I'm walking up to pick up like food from this place that we had called in an order, okay, I walk by a wall, and it just says "hooker neck."
0: <laughs> was it okay? So was it like? Because I've seen like. Super artsy, elder, nope. or just, I mean, just spray-painted. Straight up white spray Took paint. 30 seconds.
1: White spray paint on a brick wall. Just <laughs> hooker said, neck? Hooker neck. <laughs> and I have no idea what it means. Okay. But I love it. Yeah. So I say it randomly. like <clears throat> Times when we're doing like sound check or whatever. I'm like, hooker neck. <laughs> hooker neck. And I have no idea what the fuck it means or why it was put there, but I love that it was. <laughs> I don't know who it was who decided that those were the words that needed to be immortalized on the brick wall of a fucking sandwich shop, but <laughs> hey, I'm th- not here to argue with Art. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the employee of the sandwich
0: shop was just like, okay, that's funny, we'll just leave it there. Oh, I said it when I walked in, and they all started
1: laughing. <laughs> I was like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we, uh, I had a order called in for a hooker neck, and I am just looking like... And then the, the one dude in the back started laughing, and then everyone kind of cracked it laughing. I was like, oh, it's for. It's like they know. I was like, yeah, it's for Lloyd Johnson. Sorry, I, just, I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't resist. And they were no. like, yeah, no, 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 dude. It's All of them loved it, too. I'm sure the owner didn't, but yeah. the rest of the employees thought it was hilarious. Because however. I've worked in a lot of kitchens, and people who work in kitchens are goddamn hilarious. Dude. Yeah, I think that's like, I think any job where it's like got a fast-paced, And then big areas of rest and then fast paced. Yeah. I think that does something to how you interact, how you deal with life. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in that situation become one, very funny and two, likely people you might be able to buy cocaine from.
0: I've worked in a lot of restaurants um, and I can tell you that is exactly the case. (laughs)
1: See? I'm glad I'm glad I was right. It's like
0: the 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 like going from the pace of like super super fast and then just like all right, the rush is over. We're just like super super slow and then we just have to like entertain ourselves with like talking and listening to music and shit. Dude, it's so fun. And they're the like they're some of the funniest people I ever encountered. And some of the best.
1: Yeah, I, I always like uh I was like anyone in, like a service industry job that like yeah, handles it well. <laughs> Yeah, like there's people uh, like I'm sure you've seen that movie Waiting. I don't think I have. Okay, it's, uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, John Long. Oh, dude. Long yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but there's like the one angry waitress that's like just been working there too long and is full of hate and shittiness, and you're like, that's the ones I don't. I don't yeah. care to interact with them. But the rest of them, that like. Always find interesting ways to amuse themselves and do, yeah, goofy. Sh-
0: I love that. I love that shit. Like the la- like I worked at OPG for a little bit. It didn't work out for me. I just like I'm not. I don't think I'm like, like from a working perspective. I don't think I'm like fit for the restaurant industry. It's like there's like so much attention to detail and just like you got to
1: like be able to like have your mind in like six places at once. So, so it I- said you sculpt the minds of children. Maybe. <laughs> don't, don't judge there's No need to pay attention to detail When you're teaching children <laughs> Well I mean like When
0: um, I think it's different for a restaurant though Because like when I'm teaching children Like there's one thing we're working on Especially yeah, I'm like just, I'm just giving you shit I That's know Because like when You're like my mind's in like two places at once Like oh maybe Lloyd's giving me shit Instead of like I'm actually trying to make a point here Like when I'm teaching kids It's like Alright we're working on math right now Like I remember like One of my favorite days I had as a sub Was I literally was able to teach second graders fractions in
1: a day. Again, when you say that, when you say my favorite day is a sub, I, I just immediately go to you on a ball gag, game, <laughs> getting like stomped on by a six foot woman they, in high heels.
0: They did get mad at me for wearing the ball gag.
1: <laughs> I bet it's really hard to teach fractions. <laughs> <laughs> half
0: of one half of my hands are are
1: tied behind my back right now. Yeah,
0: two out of two of my hands are tied behind my back right now. One out
1: of two, one out of two of my ass cheeks is full of blisters.
0: <laughs> Alex's dominatrix has called him one whole bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in improper fraction form. One out of one. Very good. Now don't tell your mother about this. <laughs> if Alex is
1: half man, half bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and half worm. How many halves? <laughs> uh,
0: put that in improper fraction form. Nah. So like, like it's like. Anytime I sub teach, oh dude, I have I have a story of that actually happened a couple of days ago, and I might put Hold this on, in what? my.
1: So like, yeah, my mind's in fucking two different places. Yeah, yeah, you gotta say what? Ha- you know what we were just talking about? You're like, I have a story about this happening the other day. Nope. <laughs> no, no. I have a story about subbing that, that was like wild,
0: <laughs> right. but it's like sometimes like kids are very good at like hiding the bullshit that they do from the teacher. <laughs> so, uh, and I can edit this out if this will get me in trouble, <laughs> but, um, so this is a couple days ago. I a uh, a kid asked me if, if like, Hey, can I go to the nurse? I don't feel well. I'm like, sure. Here's a pass. Whatever. Here you go. And then, like ten minutes later, I get a call from the nurse saying, uh, "Hey, um, the we have a, a kid from your class. He's in the <laughs> he's in the nurse's office. Um, apparently, he had taken the one chip challenge and is
1: currently <laughs> vomiting in the nurse's office." And I was like, "What the fuck? I had no knowledge of this." She'd been like, "See, kids, if I'm half a bitch, he's a whole bitch, <laughs> <laughs> dude." Have you seen the whole the one chip challenge before? Yeah, I did one. You did one, yeah. With, by I mean, just me and like two of my friends, we did that, and then we tried a couple of like the hotter hot sauces off of uh, hot ones. So, what happened when you did the one chip challenge? Uh, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's not fun. It's not pleasant. And, uh, but yeah, I, I don't like everything with me. I don't I, without sounding like I'm trying to be like, hmm. I'm I just kind of sat there like, this fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> There was no big, like no big reaction. I just, I don't think I do that for anything. And then we tried the fucking uh, the bomb hot sauce. Oh, that is the grossest thing. It tastes like battery acid. (laughs) Like it tastes like. Have you ever smelled like a corroded battery? I I I usually do,
0: (laughs) (laughs) as I do on most days.
1: But uh, like if you ever smelled, it, it tastes like a real intense version of that, but also unreasonably hot for no reason yes so it's just pain and gross flavor yeah all At the same time it's so like the hot ones are the hottest sauce there's i would eat that five times before even having a, a drop of the bomb on something it's so gross it's, it's like it, like they do it just to fuck with you right it's the only one that's been there the whole time and it's really because <clears throat> it's not even a hot sauce like, th- there's videos on YouTube where people have used it as a cleaner. <laughs> just, just like, being funny. But I feel like that's probably a better use for it. God, that is not pleasant. No, it's so fucking gross. <laughs> like, I uh, I hate to taste the beets. I throw up if I eat them, even if I don't me taste either. it. Me, me too. I'm not a big fan. <clears throat> like, my body doesn't like them. Like, I walked into my grandmother's house one day and she was boiling beets. <clears throat> oh. right, I opened the door and I immediately vomited into her bushes. Uh, I was at a Panera Bread one time talking with a friend of mine, and I got a salad. And apparently it had slices of beets in it, but they're all near the bottom. So I'm like eating a salad, and then all of a sudden I take one bite, and my body just goes, and I just puked back <laughs> into the salad bowl. And it looked like salad soup. Oh. But it was, I, I didn't know why until I was like, oh, it had beets in it. And I got the. They just immediately make me vomit. Yep. I would rather try eating a, beets than the bomb again. Yep. It's the grossest thing I've ever tasted. I bet.
0: Oh, man. I'm a. There's some things like. The one thing that makes me gag, and I feel weird about this, is freshly cut grass. That always has for some reason.
1: <clears throat> uh, that can actually be a reaction to an allergy.
0: Yeah, because I've always been like. Anytime I get, like, in, like, nature and there's, like, pollen everywhere, I start to get, like, sniffly. And, like, sometimes I'll break out on my skin and shit. Yeah.
1: Sometimes uh, people with the uh, rea- allergic reactions, that it, it makes them feel, like, vomiting. It makes them feel nauseous.
0: Yeah. It's not <clears throat> fun. But you know who actually broke out in a positive way?
2: What the fuck happened last week?
1: Fucking... Joey, fucking B, he fucking exploded, bro. He came out literally. I, so right before I watched the game, okay, I was scrolling through stuff and I saw an article of like, uh, is Joey B suffering? Or is Joe Burrow hanging? Uh, suffering from Super Bowl hangover? Yep. And I'm like, I, something in me wants to think he saw that article right before he walked out on the field. Yeah. You know what? Fuck y'all. <laughs> It's like, the I, I hate the gripes with the media.
0: Like, the national media hates the Bengals. There is a very small part of me that just, like, thinks the media wants the Bengals to be bad because it's, like, easy to talk about the same old Bengals
1: in a way. Well, not only that, but it's a small market team. Like, that's kind of, you know, Bengals, Jaguars. There's There's teams that are easy just to kind of kick... Yeah. Because they're small market teams they don't have a huge fan base. So you can say something controversial and shitty about them without upsetting a huge section of your audience. Like, um, I've said this a lot. Mm. The media fucking blows the Cowboys. Uh, so there's, if you look at like the uh, pro football focus, they had to stop po- posting something about uncalled penalties. Because it started looking real bad because it was almost every year it's the same like three or four teams (laughs) that have the most uncalled penalties. Really? Yeah. Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Dallas. Yeah, it doesn't shock me. Also, think about where, if you look at where most of the refs go for training. Isn't it Dallas? Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Dallas. Dallas. That doesn't shock me. But those are the biggest market teams. So, yep. I, But, I mean, I don't care who you are. You're a human. You went to that place. You met all the people. You know, you got to know everyone in that franchise, that stadium, to, just from being there while training and doing stuff. And then you have to be impartial when calling games against places like that. They're probably pretty cool experiences. Yeah. It's like Dallas versus
0: say uh who's a small market team texans yeah it's like it's hard to be impartial when like you train
1: in dallas jerry jones is a trillionaire you've met him you've met yeah. all of the fucking staff you you know you met a bunch of the players you yep now you have to go call a game where you're like oh yeah here's all these people that are cool to me and here's all these people i've never met <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah they stopped having the I think it was like three or four years ago. They stopped having the uncalled penalties yeah, because, listed on stuff.
0: Yeah, because it's like basically just calling out <laughs> refs for being impartial.
1: But yeah, like I said, it was it was so consistently like three of the top teams were always. The big markets where everyone trained. Yeah, if you took like, I think it was four or five years ago, three of the top six, all four year, were those three. Yeah, but that doesn't shock me
0: but like we said burrow i just he's got he he can improve yeah how <laughs> i mean like he only threw he only completed 34 passes he only threw for
1: 481 yards all right let's go 501 total, total.
0: yards <sighs> disappointment how can you not get a 1000
1: in a game i mean <laughs> physics <laughs> time time constraints
0: I was trying to do a bit. And <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to fuck fucking because it's too obvious, Burrow. I mean, like pe- murdered. Oh yeah, it was awesome. But people were like, people. I think the easy talking point. It is a fair talking point, but you're also like Burrow was in a situation where it's like you're supposed to kick these people's asses, and he did because <laughs> they lost AJ Terrell halfway, like partially through the game. He's one of the best defensive backs in the league. Yeah. So when you're
1: down a well, bunch of... He didn't are... look like it before, though. Yeah, very fair. But... I think our... Uh, we've done a good job of making number one cornerbacks look very average. Okay. Actually, okay, so here's what I
0: will say. <clears throat> Terrell went down like halfway through the game. Burrow's first pass was... or Burrow's first TD pass was to Tyler Boyd. The moment A.J. Terrell went down, Jamar Chase broke out. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like you have a great corner going against Jamar Chase. The moment he goes down, just keep attacking the weakness. Well,
1: yeah. <clears throat> have you heard the mic'd up thing? Yeah, Burrow is mic'd up. Yeah, yeah, where he's like man cover? Man coverage on you. Man coverage. <laughs> and I, you can only agree with it like what are you He's basically saying, "Atlanta, what the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, like, "Yeah, you lost that guy, but don't what, what, you're going to get press man coverage on one uh, on Jamar." It's like he's going to outrun
0: you. He's he's going to be faster than you. He's going to be stronger than you. He's going to catch the ball better than you. He's going to be nuts. And he was. Because like we said, Burrow, 34-42 for 481 yards. Uh, three touchdowns, one to Tyler Boyd, two to Jamar Chase. He also had three rushes for 20 yards and a touchdown. Dude was literally the AFC Offensive Player of the Week.
1: Two weeks in row, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Really, I believe so. He's nuts. It's li- like literally since <coughs> week two, I believe twelve touchdowns and one pick. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, if you, if if you exclude week one, he's a potential MVP candidate.
1: Yeah, week one is. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's an it's, outlier. <clears throat> yeah, like you said, if you remove that from the stat sheet, this is. I mean, he's on track to beat most of the greats. Better seasons.
0: Yeah, he's been insane.
1: It's uh, it, uh, there was a comment about. Uh, I guess Brady was like, "You guys see Burrow this week?" Like talking to really like front, like people and what after the after the game. Like just he's like, "Did you guys see Burrow this week?" <clears throat> That's fantastic. If you like, impress
0: Tom Brady, yeah, like this was a man who couldn't be impressed by
1: Giselle Bundchen enough. <laughs> To, to stay right. off
0: the football field
1: But uh Yeah apparently maybe you know If Joey B gets a wild hair of his ass Maybe Him and Tom Brady can double pipe out Some
0: I know Dude it's so fun it's been, I mean it's been a lot of fun This week Like like the Bengals are 4-3 and three right
1: now Which is a very decently average record They've won 4 out of 5 Yeah yeah That's huge yeah, it's. I mean, it's. They're four and three, but in context, those three are all three <laughs> of those were game-ending field goals. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like they've been getting their ass whooped at any point. No. And I think that you're seeing that line play together better. Yes, I mean like, they've
0: had time to play together. They've had
1: six games <clears> to get up or seven games to get up to NFL speed. I mean, as good as. Joe did in this past game. If I had to two, pick two MVPs of the game, okay, it would be Karras, yep, and Mixon. Yeah, Mixon did exactly what he was needed to do, exactly when he needed to do it every time. Yes, he didn't have like a flashy, you know, what 58
0: yards, yep, 58 yards in a tuddy <clears throat> and three receptions for 33 yards. But even his
1: touchdown was he almost fell, yeah, managed to keep on his feet, yep, plotted forward to. Shit, most people can't do. So yep. I, I don't know. I was impressed with that. The front two on the right, yeah, center and and right guard, looked great all game. Yeah, gave Mixon where he needed to go enough to get first downs. You know, and then and as soon as they were like, yeah, fucking let him off the leash. Every yard was fucking a first down. Every yep. run was a first down.
0: We just ran all over him.
1: So I was uh I was impressed.
0: Yeah. And also props to the Falcons for running the ball when they were down.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but that's... I mean, they were also attacking the weakness, sure. But that's also what they got, you know? Yeah,
0: they don't have much of... I mean, they have Marcus Mariota and then not much of a passing game.
1: I'll be honest. I think there's a bunch of plays where if they had done draws with Mariota, they probably... They would have made it dangerous. Yeah, it would have been a lot
0: more of a problem. Yeah, it's just, like, what the Bengals <clears throat> did, and this is what they've done in most of the, like, especially, like, the Jets win, the the blowout wins, quote-unquote. The, the wins where they weren't close, they established momentum right away. Yeah. Yep, and they've done that, every, and they need to keep doing that.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm all on board for them. <clears throat> if the other team defers, take it and run. If yeah. You, if you get the option, fucking take it and go. I think that's what they did. I think they won the toss and elected to receive yeah I, I, I don't remember for sure, but yeah uh, i'm I have no problem with them continuing to do that throughout the year, yeah, I don't mind that at all. It seems like once they get a little bit of momentum, it stays it, it, it's there with them
0: because if the, I notice like when they play from behind, they don't play with spunk right when they when they play from ahead, they play like we are here, we are the fucking bangles. we're having fun, yeah, we're not giving this up nope, um because man, we did have some fun this week, especially on the receiver core. Because would you like to go over some of the stats for the receivers? Absolutely. Dude. The leading
1: receiver was Tyler Boyd. Who couldn't deserve it more. Dude. Like, did you see the interview with him after where they're talking about him having his, you know, the 155 yard or whatever it was?
0: Yeah, 155 yards.
1: <clears throat> the smile on that man's face. I'm like.
0: <laughs> this is man. this is a receiver who was there with the bank. He's been with the Bengals for a long time. For sure. And like he was a part of the the twenty okay. So with Boyd, he was a part of the twenty sixteen draft class, and I remember this draft because I wanted the Bengals to get a receiver in the first round, and there were three receivers. Northside sirens, Northside sirens, baby. But in the first round, the Bengals were picked twenty four or something like that. There were th- There was pick twenty one. There were three receivers. That were on the board, and they went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. You want me to tell you who those receivers were? Who were they? Laquan Treadwell, Will Fuller, and Josh Doxon. Uh, Who gives a shit yep. of receivers?
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, who? Who yeah. and
0: who? Yep. So they ended up picking William Jackson instead. And then round two, they got Tyler Boyd, which... P- better than all of them Yeah for sure Be- Like the only one that's even had a uh. decent career Is Will Fuller who is s- <laughs> There's a line from Defector I don't give a shit Saying Will Fuller is made of glass Is insulting to the structural integrity of glass
1: Yeah I, I mean that kid has all the talent in the world But God You can't just run into people like that that's Nope not, that's, not, that's not how physics work He's <laughs> a
0: free agent for, Like Tyler Boyd He's a receiver who like He's been around the league for seven years. He's been exactly as serviceable in 2016 as he is this year. You could make the argument he hasn't lost a step.
1: No, I think he's given everything he has every game. And
0: so he that's... loves it here.
1: <clears throat> it's to be appreciated, I think. Like...
0: He might be one of... I want your take on this. Is Tyler Boyd one of the most underrated Bengals of all time?
1: Absolutely. Also, yeah. I'll say one of the most underrated slot receivers in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's <clears throat> Everybody remembers that tandem of uh TJ and Chad. Yes, of course. Now we just have a a trio. Yeah, a trio instead of a tandem, but
0: But also you remember who the third receiver was in that core for a while, right? Which one? Chris Henry. Yeah god rest his
1: soul the bummer
0: well like the bumper am i right <laughs> we're sad I like that. but dude he's been super serviceable ever since he was drafted and like there are games where like he'll have your three receptions for 30 yards in a game it's like he'll be there but there, are, there are those games where we'll just blow up and just be like, "That's my fucking Tyler Boyd right there."
1: But I also love the, you never he, you never fail to see him when Jamar gets a touchdown or T gets a <laughs> touchdown, he's the first one right there, hyped with them. That's my fucking
0: dude right there.
1: <clears throat> like uh, after Hayden Hurst got that first pass for a fucking uh, first down, that first one he had in the game. Yep. If you watch like. As as he's doing, like, the flex kind of thing and walks off, Tyler Ward's the first one that comes up, starts patting him on the yep. back and nodding, like, fuck yeah,
0: baby. Also, before I forget, can we talk about that goddamn one-handed catch he had? Nah, dude. Holy shit.
1: Uh, maybe the worst pass. Of the day? Yeah. And he just was like, no, nah, I got you, bro. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what Beckham did with Eli Manning in 14. Yeah. It's just like a bad pass that was saved by a miracle catch.
1: Yeah, I, I was very impressed. Yes,
0: he's the man, and we're very happy that Tyler Boyd is here. I, I don't think sometimes I don't think he gets the appreciation he deserves, but man, he's he might be the most under, one of the most underrated Bengals of all time. Absolutely. Um, but then we have another leading receiver, Jamar Chase, eight receptions, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. That touchdown he had like in the south end zone, like in the corner, like the lob that Burrow had. Yeah
1: beauty that was yeah it was a fantastic catch
0: it's so good and did you see that stat of like um it was a it was a graph that someone posted i think adam johnson one of the admins in the group posted it's like 30 yard touchdowns 30 plus yard touchdowns since like 2020 or 2021 or something like that it's like just the graph of like some guys had 10 or some guys had nine and then burrow 21
1: (laughs) did you (laughs) see that no i didn't it's fucking nuts right uh Finish reading stats for a second. I'm gonna pee. You gotta go pee? Uh yeah.
0: Uh I'm I'm gonna go read some stats while Lloyd takes a pee. T. Higgins, five receptions for 93 yards. He was good, very serviceable. Uh Hayden Hurst, uh six receptions, 48 yards. Uh I met him on Saturday, and he is uh a very down to earth guy. Uh, su- Super down to earth Him and his girlfriend live near a brewery That my friends work at I'll, I'll tell Lloyd in a sec Mitchell Wilcox Two receptions for 14 yards He was also a pretty serviceable receiver as well uh, Marcus Mariota got sacked three times One of those was like a highlight sack Where he was just like body slammed to the ground uh, A sack by Sammy Hubs uh, Trey Hendrickson and Joseph Osai uh, Lloyd's flush in the toilet. Uh Trey Hendrickson left with a neck injury. Uh, apparently it's just a stinger. He'll be okay.
1: Also, how good did Osai look? Great. I mean There's like three or four plays where I was like, God damn, like Yeah. Yeah, he looked everything you wanted him to be and more. So
0: Yep. And the fact that you ha- like you have him on the D line now with um with uh reader gun i mean like I, kn- I know he's not the run stuffer the dj reader is but he's what you want him to be
1: yeah uh, who, uh what's the guy who fills in for uh to f- to fail it i can't remember how to say his fucking to name.
0: fillet or something like that something yeah. like that That kid's been playing yeah a fucking
1: gangbusters Just...
0: dude i am absolutely all here for it and the, like defense has still not allowed a touchdown in the second half do you know the last time that's been a thing in Bengals history like never apparently 1950 that that no that's the NFL oh my bad because the bengal's have only been a team since 1968
1: yeah i, I, I guess i should have realized that i didn't know that fact <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was uh me hold on yeah. there you go <laughs> i slapped Lord on camera uh that's okay dude uh i was going to say i talked about this while you were gone i met hayden hurst on saturday
1: yeah, like right for you.
0: Yeah, dude. I uh so him and his uh foundation, they had a thing at the Kendra Scott store. Which I'm just like I'm here, I'm just hanging out hanging out with Hayden briefly and his mom and shit. And also bad store for me just it's also not it's solid store. Not a great store for me to just kill time in. <laughs> it's a jewelry store. <laughs> it's like, oh I'm just looking at uh Looking at uh, necklaces for girls who are going to break up with me in two days, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can laugh at myself, <clears throat> especially when I got a breakup text an hour ago. Yeah. God damn. But okay, maybe we shouldn't have got that on video. But dude, like I I met Hayden, dude, got a picture of them. Um potential future guest on the pod. That'd be so dope. It'd be so dope, dude. I think it'll probably be a, um, probably a virtual epi. Cause I don't picture him coming to North side to do a, do a random podcast.
1: Hmm, why?
0: Yeah. Nah, but he actually, um, he told me like he lives it with his girlfriend. I won't say for information reasons. I won't say like where exactly he lives. But like uh he told me he lives near um a brewery uh um that uh a couple of my friends work at. Yeah. I texted my friend, I'm like, dude, Hayden Hurst lives like right across the street. He's like, holy shit, I love that dude. But dude, it's it was he was super cool, super down to earth, and just just a regular fucking
1: dude. Maybe we could talk him into doing uh on site episode at the brewery. Yeah, dude. I wouldn't I'd be down with that. You know people. We can make it work. Yeah, I do know people. Just like
0: a little little live epi. I got his I got some contact information. You know he has a yeah. Yahoo email.
1: Yeah. He yeah. showed me that. <laughs> yeah.
0: But that's okay. I, mean, I had a Yahoo email once upon a time. <clears throat> but dude, super cool dude. His mom was super nice and the foundation does great shit and we're happy to have him here. And even his mom was like, We Hayden wants to stay. Good. I even told his mom, I'm like, the Bengals are stupid if they don't re-sign him.
1: Yeah, that'd be absurd.
0: I know. Like, he's happy. He's clearly happy here. Because he was saying, like, all he's wanted in the NFL is a chance. And the Bengals are, like, finding ways to include Hayden in...
1: I think by the end of the year, he's going to be getting twice the targets he is now.
0: I Yeah. But, like, they're, like even, uh, they're giving him chances... Even with the amount of targets that are in on the Bengals, like with take a shot, like with uh, I mean, there's Jamar, there's T, there's Boyd, but and there's Mixon out of the backfield. But like they're finding ways to include Hurst and, People he's, are, and he's performing. Yeah. he And he's like Mixon, but like in the way that he is doing exactly what you need him to. And yeah, he's, for
1: as much as we've required tight ends to block. Yeah. Now the offensive line is gelling. They're getting <clears throat> a little more solid, a little more comfortable. Yeah. Well, now you're getting a chance for him to go and <clears throat> catch. Yeah. I mean, even Wilcox, who was he was drafted to be a blocking tight end. Yeah, and like he kind of has to be now that Sample's out for the year. But, I mean, he's good at it. Yeah. But even now, he's getting a couple of targets here and there. Yeah. Like, he had two receptions for 14 yards in the game. Yeah, because we just – we don't – Require him to be there every time the offensive line is doing what they're supposed to do, they're picking up those things. Uh, the other thing I'd say about mixing in this game was my man picked up every blitz thrown at him, except for maybe like one or two perfectly. Yep, P Ryan, I'm gonna say, uh, go ahead. Why, <laughs> why is he here? I, <laughs> Other than he leads the prayer in the locker room, I don't (laughs) understand. I don't get it. I don't.
0: Uh, It's, I mean, maybe to relieve Mixon every now and then from. Do you know how many running backs are. Who are looking for jobs right now? Yeah. And, like, you have Chris Evans as well. Also, uh, why isn't he. I mean, he's there on the kickoff returns.
1: Yeah, which. Cool. But also. If you got to pull Mixon out for one or two cuz he've he's rushed like the last three or four. Or putting P Ryan in who's a power back that sucks as a power back. Let's j- just give him to Evans. I Yep. I don't know. I I I'm I'm a little confused by the love for P Ryan in this organization. I He's missed most of the important catches that have ever been thrown to him. Yeah, I see that. So it's a, it's a little tough for me to like justify why It's like he's a backup for a reason. <clears throat> I I mean, he should be a practice squad guy that helps the other ones like, hey, here's stuff you can do <laughs> if you're still good at it.
0: It is what it is, but honestly like there's a lot there's a lot positive to talk about like with yeah, th- sure. the three sacks on Marietta with Hubbard Trey Hendrickson, and Joseph Osi and also, Sam,
1: Sam Hubbard fucking m- murdered this game.
0: Yeah, and was he the one that had the sack where like Mariota was like in the air and he was like kind of pancaked on the ground? Yeah, yeah. Dude,
1: that fucking ruled. I'm like, that's going to be on highlight reels for a yeah, while. I mean, Osai kind of bodied him pretty good too.
0: Yeah, dude. It's like, there were, I think all three of those sacks run, a lot of those run third down where it's like, this is a huge fucking sack
1: for the Bengals. Also, there's a solid four or five plays where Hendrickson was clearly held like clearly
0: <laughs> i feel like i feel like i've heard a theory that holding happens on pretty much every play
1: yeah yeah it does but i mean there's some where it's more obvious than others egregious yeah and there's one where <clears throat> uh there was another penalty done on the same thing but as they're showing the replay you literally see the guy holding the jersey yeah like across his neck like halting movement and you're like i'm pretty sure that's holding
0: yes <laughs> completely agreed but again doesn't matter the Bengals pulled off the victory we're all we're all fucking stoked about it and we got the browns this week it's a monday nighter so i mean this is a winnable game but i mean it's in cleveland you got jacoby Brissett, who's (laughs) eh. he's a person he's a person he's fine
1: he has arms and legs (laughs) he has arms and
0: legs I mean, Nick Chubb has basically the strength of two arms on each arm.
1: And the, uh, watch him do like a 500 or 641 pound squat. And I'm like,
0: he's not human.
1: Yeah, that's absurd.
0: Yeah, he's, I literally say him before the season. No offense to Joe Mixon. <clears throat> sorry, y'all. Chubb's the best running back in the division.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: You can and make you know, the
1: here's argument. Cream Kareem Hunt might be the second, second oh, list. I hate Maybe to not say for it. long. Maybe not for long. Maybe not for long, yeah.
0: But, dude, I mean, they're the best running back tandem <clears throat> in the league
1: by a mile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hunt reminds me of, like, a good Reggie Bush. How so? Uh, the way Reggie Bush always had that, like, split second turn on that first uh, cut, that first... Punch through the through the lines of the. It always seems like guys like Reggie Bush, uh, <clears throat> what was the? God damn, I can't think of his name. The running back for Washington for a long time, Clinton Portis. Yes, the way they always hit that first cut where the linebackers have to adjust to them. That's I think to me that's the type of vision where you get what everyone on the opposite side is doing. Yes. So I I like watching Kareem Hunt when he does that. Yeah, I also see Hunt is also like kind of a downhill runner too. <clears throat> he is, but I'm uh, like I said that initial cut. He's not like a Barry Sanders where he's gonna break <laughs> his, you know break your ankles trying to keep him. Yep. It's Just that initial.
0: He'll break switch. He'll break your ankle and break your <laughs> other ankle at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah. He'll but. he'll break your ankle trying to run past you, and if you get in his way. Yeah. He'll truck the other one out from under you.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, but and I mean, like you got to hope that like this Browns receiver core, like we were talking about before the
1: podcast, snooze fest. Jesus. Yeah, I I wrote most of my burns and the other day for a couple hours. Blah blah. blah. I spent like three hours today just trying to finish up with the receiving core and
0: Yawn. gee,
1: bus. The most boring individuals
0: I. It's like, remember when there was like OBJ and Jarvis? And it's yeah.
1: like, these, these are fun people to roast. Yeah. Well, they're just people with personalities. There's a thing yeah. there, there's something to work with.
0: I mean, good luck with the Panthers next week because every fun player is gone. Yeah, well. Uh, actually, fun fact next week's uh, Panthers episode will be a milestone episode for me. I will explain next week. Okay. Uh, Take a guess as to how the Panthers episode will be a milestone. I have no clue. We'll get to that next week, but it is a milestone. But Lloyd, we're going to sponsor these burns by Sports Drink, Sports Drink AF. It's a fun network. (coughs) Follow Sports Drink on Instagram, at Sports Drink without the vowels. It's fun as fuck. Uh, We're going to have, I think next week, we're going to have... Uh, A guest on Actually uh, With uh, Sports drink It is Let me get my text from Daddy Andrew Stevens Shout out Andrew Stevens We haven't shouted him out in a while He's the fucking man Fuck yeah Very tall man by the way Um, Super legit gambling guy uh, At Kill Kenny On Twitter Uh, He says one Holy dick He's on the craziest heater of his life and wants to try and book some really solid NFL shows. He's won something like $250,000 in October alone. bust. Yeah, baby. Um, he's got 50,000 <clears> followers on Twitter and pumps all the shows he's on, so I think I could also help the show grow, too.
1: Fucking let's have him on. For sure. Yeah. Um, he's paying us. Unofficial sponsor. Yes. Uh, all Hustle Gear out in Ross, Ohio. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, this shirt I have And I, I have like Six more now Yeah dude I have uh, one that says Shooter McPherson Love it I have uh, The 8-bit of the guy running
0: Yes dude from, like
1: the original Tecmo Ball Okay um, I have one that says Joe Cool With a real cool picture Of Joey Yeah A bunch of stuff That they uh They helped put together So Dude Joe Burrow Has so many nicknames It's insane I know It's
0: It's this is, like, the first cool quarterback we've...
1: Like, Palmer was a good quarterback. Palmer was really cool for, like, the first two years. Yeah.
0: And then... and oh, Okay, so it was, okay, his first two years he played, because, like, in 05, he was, like, top three quarterback in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was never cool. He was just a good
1: quarterback. Burrow is cool as fuck. Yeah, he's... I mean, just swag drip left all over the carpet. Confidence. Wherever he goes.
0: Unmatched confidence. Confidence.
1: Like I I love the way he handles Questions and people And it's all with the same Like yeah I'm gonna win Yeah cause I'm supposed to win Yeah cause I've done everything I need To to win
0: Yeah and Burrow has that like He has that quiet scary Confidence to him where he's not like Man I'm gonna beat you guys he's like I'm
1: gonna beat you guys Yeah yeah I um not a popular comparison, but I think he's got, like, that Joe Montana kind of... I don't hate that comparison at all. Like, a lot of people don't like the 49ers, but, I mean, you know... I mean, I get why. <clears throat> but the way he was kind of, like... He almost didn't know he was cool. You know, like, Joe Montana didn't really... It didn't seem like he knew he was cool. He just yeah. was cool. Yeah. I think Burrow does, like, hey, I like... This shit, so I'm doing it. it Burrow just happens to be, happens sure to be cool, right?
0: He's like, and feel about him Has you. He's actually you cool. love him. He's quarterback. He's quarterback Harlow.
1: Yeah, I absolutely. I, I I I love that comparison. It's it's that same.
0: He's Jack Harlow as quarterback.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Jack Harlow doesn't get why he's cool. He just fucking he like just he was is. a dweeb in high school. I saw that kid at seventeen. Yeah. He was 17 years old.
0: And how was he as a rapper in concert?
1: Unbelievable. Yeah, dude. I was, I, I, I mean, I immediately came back and was like, hey, everyone in the world needs to be hyped on this dude. <clears throat> to the point, I tried to show Lily him a dozen times. Like, introduce him to Lily. One day I get a Snapchat from her in her friend's car, and they're all bumping Jack Harlow. I'm
0: assuming what's popping?
1: Uh, no, it was actually a. Uh, uh, was it Tyler Hero? No, it was, it was off the first album, uh, Dark Knight.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <clears throat> so when he first started getting big, he got big in like Florida, a lot more in the South than anywhere else, because, you know, Kentucky boy, but Yeah. But she sent me a snap of that, and I'm like, this is the same shit I've been trying to And she's like, yeah, I remember, I recognize the name from you saying it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. But yeah, no, uh, yeah same kind of cool. Same kind of like. Just like, like that, like, he's like.
0: I'm the shit and I'm not. It's like when, you know, someone says, like, I'm a nice guy. Guys that are truly nice don't have to
1: say it. And Burrow is that way of being cool. It's like, I don't have to say I'm cool. I'm just this fucking cool. Right. Well, to me, it comes from I've done everything I need to do. I've put in all of the work. And I continue to put in all the work to be here. Yes. So they don't have to think they're cool. They just know they've done the work, they've put in the effort, they've tackled the, uh, the issues that prevent them from being that. Correct. I mean, the same thing with early Tom Brady. He had no idea he was.
0: Yeah, like you saw the fucking combine pictures where he was just like, mm-hmm. just this fucking lanky dude yeah. who ran a
1: five one two, and then he started fucking Giselle Bunching and <laughs> yeah, he's like, what can you say to me? <laughs> Hey, you know the hottest person alive that makes more money than me? She and she married me. Yeah, not for long though. But for uh, yeah, long <laughs> well, enough, yes, yes, yes. Long fucking enough. Long <laughs> enough.
0: Oh boy. But dude, I think we're ready to get to. We're at exactly the forty-five minute mark. Right. <clears> throat> dude, throat> Let's do this. I'm ready to take down these Browns. Uh, there we go. I'm ready to take down these Browns. Are you
1: ready? <clears throat> Yeah, this I'll say a... this is probably not my strongest as far as Burns just because uh, – We've roasted the Browns so many times. Well, that just physical shit has been in the way for me the past yeah. couple of days. So. But uh, there's a handful of these I like, so hopefully you guys like them too.
0: Uh, also, spoiler alert, if you're waiting for a Deshaun Watson burn. Nah. We're not doing that this week. We are going to do that the next week. Um, next time we t- play the Browns. Next time because uh, we were supposed to have Anthony Tank Mansfield on the podcast this week. Scheduling issues, he couldn't work it out. That's he tot- skinned his knee and cried. Yep, skinned his knee and cried, you little fucking bitch. So, we, uh, so I'll tell you how we're going to do this. We uh, had uh, Billy DeVore scheduled for week uh, 14. Yep. So I told Anthony, I'm like, dude, we're not roasting Deshaun this week. I don't think that's fair to Anthony to be like, we're not roasting the Browns. and Or we are roasting the Browns, but we're not roasting Deshaun. You come on for the episode where we're not roasting Deshaun. That's not yeah. fair to Anthony. Yeah. So instead... Tank and Billy are going to be on, and they're both going to be able to roast Deshaun. And it's going to be so much fun. Dude,
1: that's going to be a packed one. It'll be, uh, you're going to have to uh, be prepared for a lot of shit coming your way. Yeah.
0: And I can already tell you, I thought of a couple Deshaun Burns already. I'm saving them. One of them I'm a huge fucking fan of. Cool. But for now, let's get to the Browns.
1: We're going to start with the mascot, Chomps. So we split the mascots. He did Brownie. I did Chomps. Yes. Chomps is a six foot one Labrador. On the team's website, it says his hobbies are number one Browns fan, exercise and reading and fetching Frisbees. Uh, And it says his favorite foods are roasted Raven and baked Bengal Tigers (laughs) and the peanut butter he is now forced or now required to lick off Deshaun Watson. (laughs) Honestly, I don't believe that website
0: because there's no way a number 1 Browns fan knows how to read. <laughs> I kind of got that from a past Lloyd comment on Hude Nation. <laughs> but that's okay. I also got um so you got chomps. Yep. I got Brownie the Elf. There is now a Brownie the Elf mascot on the 50-yard line in the Browns stadium which continues the age-old tradition of NFL players walking all over the Browns.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Ah, I was laughing, but I was also swallowing my drinks so. You, You've done that a few times. And I, I do it a lot. Dude, uh,
0: I, had, uh, um, I was telling the girl that dumped me yesterday about this. <laughs> I'm a sad boy. Can you tell? Yeah, I, I, it's fine. But I remember when I featured for Gabe uh, that night at Who was on the pod last night? Oh, the bastard sermon? Yeah. Nice. Um, so uh, this dude came up to me after Gabe's show, and it was a three-word compliment that I had all – just three words. And I had always wanted some – I would always wanted this to happen. He come, comes up to me and he goes – not a, an audience member, not Gabe. But the audience member come up, comes up to me and he goes, two spit takes, and walks out the door. I'm <laughs> like,
1: Yes! Fuck yeah. it. That's, that's a great compliment, it's though.
0: It's so good.
1: Love those. Um, but for now, we got the owner, Jimmy Haslam. Uh, Jimmy Haslam is a viral infection that can cause blisters and sores to <laughs> develop around the mouth and genitals. He spreads through physical contact with moist areas of the skin. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, uh, that's herpes. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> they seem like the same thing to me. It's uh, It's just something we have to deal with a couple of times a year, and no one is happy when it shows up. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Haslam had a fan throw a bottle at him
0: um, at, at him during a game this year. Uh, the man was intoxicated and threw something on the field, which coincidentally is also the perfect way to describe any Browns quarterback.
1: <laughs> Did you see the uh, article where the guy was like, "Am I going to jail for a while?"
0: Oh, was this for the guy that like threw the thing on the field? Yeah, 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 dude, I saw
1: that. That was one of the saddest questions I. Got. <laughs> I've ever heard Spoken Aloud It's like you dug Your own grave He's like Am I going to jail For a while
0: <laughs> He's clearly Drunk as what? fuck
1: Yeah bro Probably
0: <laughs> Yeah You can't throw Something at a billionaire And expect to get A slap on the wrist It's So dumb Uh, And the Prezzy Prez J.W.
1: Johnson He looks like Wayne Regretzky <laughs> <laughs> That's a great bird. That was one literally off the top of my
0: dome. Uh, JW, of course, stands for jarringly white. <laughs> In an unrelated story, Alex <laughs> Schubert has legally changed his name to JW. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, dude. Oh.
0: JW Johnson looks like a former member of a boy band who was forced to go to college and get his shit
1: together. He looks like the dad that Matthew Lillard rebelled against.
0: (laughs) Uh, The GM and another sufferer of Julia Roberts' mouth, Andrew Barry. (laughs) He looks like Tony Dingy. (laughs) Andrew Barry was brought to the Browns because of his football knowledge and because his mouth doubles as an indoor practice facility. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. What a giant mouth! Oh, weird-looking man. Yeah.
2: Coaching.
0: Let's move on to Browns head coach and confused George Clooney, Kevin Stefanski. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he was heard screaming at the team after the Ravens' loss. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard that. It was said so he started sc- screaming to regain control over the locker room. He was also heard later that same night screaming at his wife and penis to try and regain control of his erection. <laughs> Quarterback. Jacoby Brissett. He's been a Patriot, a Colt, a Dolphin, and a Brown. But Alex, do you know he's never been? What? Good. Yep, I agree. I mean, he's been pretty good
0: ever since he starred on and on NBC's undateable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got it I took got you. you a second. Yeah, it did. It took me a second, but I got it. Yeah, I like that. Because he looks like. Uh,
0: Ron Funches. Yeah, fucking
1: God, I was about to say, I almost said his name wrong. (laughs) That's okay. Bob Funches? Nope. No, it's Ron Ron Funches. Yep. Ron Funches.
0: Dude, Ron Funches is
1: fucking great. I I saw him years ago. Where'd you see him? Uh, Thompson House, I think. Uh, Really? Yeah, it was something where uh, it was. I think it was a Scoville. No, 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 no. I was in Louisville. Sorry. It was Rory Scoville, Funches, and uh, Jonah Ray.
0: Dude, what a lineup.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I, I just happened to be in town that day and was like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. They're all fucking great. Yeah, Thompson House I saw, like the following week I saw John Ray and someone else at Thompson House.
0: Right? Okay. Um. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. I think we should call him Jacoby Brisket, considering how often he's been smoked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it.
0: And the backup.
1: Oh boy! Welcome back, bitch. Josh Dobbs. Wait while well, I browse for a better quarterback. <laughs> uh,
0: Josh Dobbs being traded to the Browns makes sense because since his face looks like he has a lot of experience with dumpster fires. <laughs> Josh Dobbs looks like if a caramel apple became a real boy. <laughs> So okay, so I have a crazy story about Josh Dobbs. So last year you wrote um, the burn like he looks like if a ch- he looks like a chess bishop. Yeah. So I put that on Instagram and tagged him in the picture, and he untagged himself from the picture. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Fuck this." You do what mean? <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Running back. Nick Chubb.
1: Uh, he had a mm, he had a limited release cereal called Chubb Crunch. I saw this, which sounds like a description of a symptom you have or a symptom while having Jimmy Haslam <laughs> herpes. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb is known for his ability
0: to squat over six hundred pounds with ease. He's able to practice this by filling each side of the bar with weights made of Deshaun Watson's non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> And that other running back, Kareem Hunt.
1: Uh, Kareem Hunt. After multiple traffic stops involving drugs and alcohol, assaulting a man in a club, being thrown out of a different bar literally the next night, and kicking a defenseless woman, perhaps he should change his name around to Kareem Cunt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He looks like Galaga Jones. (laughs) There you go. I like it uh what was the other one i had oh i didn't have this in the picture but he looks like the stefan or cal version of hannibal burris <laughs> <laughs>
1: i also looks like medium wayne yes he does
2: wide receiver
1: <clears throat> all right so you kind of stole my uh chest burn that's okay so i uh i went with he looks like he wears footy pajamas and sleeps with a nightlight <laughs> Uh, Amari Cooper is
0: an avid chess player and lost in the finals of a tournament to, Ch- to Chidobe Awuzie. That tournament won't be the last time that Awuzie repeatedly holds him in check. <laughs> it's a good joke. <laughs> yeah, it's a way better version of what I wrote. So <laughs> That's okay. Uh, next up on the list, Donovan Peoples-Jones.
1: Little known fact. His nickname DPJ, yep. it actually has nothing to do with his initials it actually stands for double penetration junkie <laughs> uh
0: donovan people's jones looks like an emo t higgins <laughs> 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 this is a this is a dark tag to that joke he looks like he says it's not a phase mom because he can't say it to his dad
1: anymore <laughs> he looks like he only dates girls whose favorite band is evanescence <laughs> Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Call me when you're sober <laughs> Which is what he says to Kareem Hunt every yeah. Sunday <laughs> Oh boy I was always okay with Seether Because <clears throat> like Evanescence wrote that The album After Fallen Is the one that had call me when you're sober Basically just shitting on Sean Morgan from Seether Yeah the guy who looks like a frog
1: <laughs> He got to fuck Amy Lee Ugh. Yeah Bummer Yeah and Anthony Schwartz. I didn't really listen to what he was saying, but I'm pretty sure this is what Kanye was mad about. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Schwartz apparently has a problem with dropping passes, uh, which is a welcome change of pace for Browns fans who are used to overthrown passes.
2: <laughs> Tight end.
0: David Njoku. <clears throat> What do you have about football Sia? <laughs> uh
1: he looks and sounds like he is a, he has failed out of Dragon Ball villains Club.
0: <laughs> That's a, no, it's fine. Uh oh boy, this is my risky joke of the week. David Najoku looks like his mom uh is one of the women that Herschel Walker forgot to take to the abortion clinic. <laughs>
1: you said dude, like, bring condoms to Herschel Walker? <clears throat> the what? There's a dude who's, like, handing Herschel Walker, like... <laughs> so great. God,
0: what a piece of shit. There was a tweet that came out a while back. It was from an investigative journalist. It said, like, if you are a woman who has had a pro-life politician pay for an abortion, contact me. And, like, scores of women have come out about Herschel Walker.
1: I... The man is unstable. He he took a MMA fight in his 50s versus a guy who's really never fought anybody. And it's one of the most awkward and weird things I've ever seen in my life. Really? Go back and look that up. Uh, it was in like uh, Bellator, I think, or maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a Bellator fight, but <clears throat> it's so fucking weird. It doesn't seem real. Like when you watch it, you're like, what the fuck is actually happening right now? He, he won. Like. That's but I mean, insane. yeah, you know, genetically fucking freaky athlete versus guy who's never really fought anybody. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it, it was one of those things where I was like, what? I remember watching it like, what the fuck am I? Yeah. What the fuck am I seeing? Yeah.
0: I get that. But we got one more play to roast. Oh, yeah. Because Sometimes we stop at tight end. But not this week. Defense. Miles Garrett.
1: Do you have anything on old Miles? He looks like he likes to be lightly choked during sex. <laughs> so I like to call him mild garrat. Uh
0: Miles Garrett. Uh, Miles Garrett has a Grim Reaper costume with all the with a list of all the quarterbacks he's taken down. This means that there's that there's a tree stump in Cleveland with M. Garrett on it. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun burn. Ah, this was fun. It was fun. You were like, ah, I don't think it's gonna be very fun, but dude, we had fun.
1: yeah I just I didn't I wasn't uh that confident super super confident in my burns this week It was uh, a a slog getting through them again. That's okay. but Lloyd, Alex. I think we got him pretty good I did too. We're at the
0: exact hour mark. so yeah. let's go into some predictions and bullshit.
2: Predictions and bullshit.
1: Uh my prediction. Uh Hayden Hurst is going to have uh eleven receptions. Okay. For two hundred and twenty yards. Okay. I'm listening. Three touchdowns. Listening. And he is going to spike the ball into Jacoby Brissett. Yes. <clears throat> and uh thus making Jacoby Brisket. There you go. There we go. <laughs> uh,
0: it took me a second there because I was switching back. I, to yeah, I, I was hoping you'd jump on it. Okay. You're fine. Uh, my prediction is going to be Browns. Actually, no, Bengals. Uh, one hundred and fifty. Browns, sixty-five. I like it. Which fun fact is the speed Miles Garrett ran into the tree? <laughs> My player of the game is going to be Mitchell Wilcox. <gasps> I like it. Mitchell Wilcox also has 11 receptions for 220 yards, four touchdowns, no car accidents. <laughs> <laughs> My bold prediction Nick Chubb squats the tree that Miles Garrett ran into. <laughs> Dude, I just went on a roll with the Miles Garrett jokes.
1: I like it. Uh, my bold prediction is uh, Jimmy Haslam sells all of his steak and all of the gas stations he owns. Oh, the pilot. Uh, no more pilot. And then buys Twitter.
0: Oh, I like it. I like it. It has nothing it. to do with the game. But that's, that's my bold, bold prediction. That's your bold prediction. Dude, I'm here for it. E Finalmente.
1: Plugs. Uh, check out the Bastard Sermon. As always, you got uh, Gabe Kia on this week. Yeah, Gabe Kia uh, was on last night. Freaking How was it? Phenomenal. Good. First episode, second episode, we might have got a little too drunk, but uh, <laughs> the Patreon, I might have been a little drunk, but it was a lot of fun. So,
0: Dude, the Patreon's always fun. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, it's $5. You get thousands of hours of fucking content. Dude, it's so good. Check it out. Uh, Alex has been on enough times that he knows the, the yeah. Patreon's
0: where. The fun shit. Where the at. fucking magic happens. You know? And we're not just saying that's so how you spend five bucks a month. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. the fun I'll tell you shit what. is If there. you
1: want a free episode, reach out to me at Lloyd D. Johnson yeah. on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everything, whatever. I'll send you a free episode of the Patreon if you want to hear it.
0: Uh, he'll send you the Phil Pointer episode. Yeah.
1: Uh, dude, God damn it. That one was so good. <laughs> um, yeah. Or you, we got, I'll, tell me what you want. I'll send you one of Lily beating the shit out of Alex verbally for... For my
0: sake, could you send her one of her beating the shit out of Cody?
1: I mean, it's the same episode. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah. Also, check out uh All Hustle Gear. All Hustle Gear. They're not an official sponsor, but yeah, they're good. They're good kids. Yeah, dude. And they made they helped me get some fun shirts. So, dude, I'm here for it. Also, check out Go Bananas Comedy Club. Yes, you uh, might go up there and see me while I'm there. Work, sometimes I'll be working there the door, Friday. sometimes. Friday. Who's there this weekend? Uh, I think it's Tabari's recording. Maybe. Oh, that's
0: right. It is. Uh, Kyle Kemper's hosting. Yeah. old wacky so, fun guy. Silly boy. How so you like. So you got to see
1: Metzger last weekend. Dude, one of my favorites. I've never got to see him live. Me neither. How good was he? Unbelievable. That's a dude. That is a master class. Yeah. In performance and writing.
0: And I, I was talking to DeVito, um, Anthony DeVito, who also Who is a
1: headliner that. Yeah. Murdered. He murdered with shit he's not using in his hour right now. Yeah. I just saw him like a couple months ago. <clears throat> and then uh, watching him this past weekend, he wasn't doing any of the jokes from the hour he's running right now. Yeah. He took this weekend to be an opportunity to just run new stuff. Yeah. And I bet you 80% of that's going right into the hour. Yeah. And It was so good. Yeah. He was... He was unbelievably funny like yeah. i i remember laughing to the point where <clears throat> i dropped my drink like i had my, <laughs> i had my water bottle and i'm like taking a sip and he he said something that just floored me literally dropped my water bottle on the floor it was loud bang in the middle of the show and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys <laughs>
0: dude he's just that fucking good. he's so good he his bit about um
1: his e-trade password have you heard that bit yeah, not for a while, but yeah, it's one of my favorite bits, dude. Uh, yeah. The one he was running about like kids, we were talking about like the the wind turbine. Yeah, yeah. God, that's so good. That's so. <clears throat> you just know he's gonna have one or two more like sharpened points on that. Yeah, but the bit as it stands is fantastic. And he's got, and the bit about him buying his, it's like how his mom wants a new pair of tits. Uh, him being on a podcast and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I hope uh,
0: this gets my name out
1: there. Dude, so good. So fucking good. It was one of my best, uh, one of my best weekends ever as far as comedy stuff was.
0: And shout out to Jeremy Johnston as well for dude, doing a killer job hosting. Also,
1: not just killer job hosting, but fucking stepped up. His writing game a lot. In the yeah. Past couple of months, I feel like.
0: Yeah, like I've always like, he has a his opening joke is like I think it doesn't get appreciated enough. No, it does not. Like you know, they're just like I'm. It's like I'm tired of dating people I work with. It's not that I don't believe in office romance. I'm just tired of dating people with shitty jobs.
1: That's a good fucking joke, dude. The one where that, that's all I had to do. That's all I had to say to get my dad to talk to me. Yeah, that's a great joke. It's so. Yeah, just uh, Governor's Comedy Club. Uh, check them out. One of the best clubs, I think, in the world. So
0: It's so good, and it's literally right in your backyard.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Please, 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 please. Go check it out. And
0: go check out Tabari. Uh, I got a couple plugs as well. Let's do this. Um, when this comes out, uh, October 27th, I'll be at White Rabbit Cabaret. I'm going to be portraying Greg Giraldo. I fucking love that place. It's so good. Right? It's such a fun I got to do 15 there last year. It was so fun. People were great. I love I love that venue a lot, and I can't wait to perform there again. I get to be Greg Geraldo. What day is that? Tomorrow.
1: Oh shit. I dude, I can, I've probably told you about this ad nauseum.
0: I I Greg
1: Geraldo. Yeah, yeah. I, <clears throat> now I'm trying to think whether or not I'll be able to do all the shit I have to do tomorrow and maybe make it over there in time. But yeah, we'll see.
0: If you can't, I can. Can I tell you one of the bits I'm telling, and it's one of my favorite bits of all time? I'm not going to tell it on air because like we don't have that kind of time. Right. His Civil War letters bit, oh. is one of my favorite jokes of all yeah, time. Absolutely, I 100 percent agree. It's just I like love that bit. It's so simple. It's like so. Lloyd got me. Uh, I got Paramount Plus now. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but I mean, what what what, am, what harm do I do by saying that? Nothing. None. So I got Paramount Plus, and like I found out all of comedy all of Comedy Central's archive. Is on there, and one of the first things I did was I found Greg Geraldo's half hour.
1: Oh yeah, same. And the second thing I did was I found Chad Daniels's half hour. Same. Unbelievable. I also realized you can watch uh, White Precious from Kurt Metzger, <laughs> which I maintain is one of the best hours of comedy filmed in the past fifteen years. He's um he's so good. <clears throat> if you watch the uh, Kurt Metzger who was just a governor, if you watch his hour White Precious. That is a masterclass of and how to write and perform. Yeah, that bit he does about jaywalking in San Diego. There's nothing about watching someone control an audience to push them away, pull them back in, push them away, pull them back in. Unbelievably good. He's he's scary good at what he does.
0: And like, because Devito came up to me for his weekend of bananas, and then he's just like, I was like, How's Metzger been? And then he's like.
1: It's a party. That's what he does. Uh, Talking to DeVito, he was like, he's like, I don't know if I've ever seen someone this good at all of the small things in comedy. Yeah. And what a compliment, man.
0: That's, yeah, dude. So, like, what are those small things?
1: Ugh. Uh, being able to control an audience with the way you tell something. Like, if you watch Kurt, his facial expressions, the the points where he, like, forces engagement. Yeah.
0: It's like that one bit where he just, like, maniacally laughs near the end. Dude, it
1: floored the room every single yep. show. Mm-hmm. And I saw all of the shows. Yeah. He floored them every single show. He's a master. So good. And he's just a dude. Yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah, one of the coolest, like, just to hang out with afterwards.
0: Super cool, super nice, so chill nice. as fuck.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't have been cooler, man. I, uh, they always say don't meet your heroes. Fuck that. Meet Kurt Metzger. Meet Kurt Metzger. He was one of my heroes, and uh, I couldn't have been happier to meet him, you know? And he's the man. Uh, I do have another plug. <coughs> um,
0: uh, so I'll get to the rest of mine. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll tell my plugs, and I'll do the big plug at the end. Uh, November 4th, I'll be at the Laugh Factory in Chicago doing a
1: another great club, dude.
0: Like I got to do an open mic there last year. I'm like, dude, I'm on, I'm on the fucking stage at the Laugh Factory doing three minutes of bits.
1: Oh, I, I, I love some of the baldy moves they've made with who they've let perform and cough, cough me. Not, like Hannah. Really? Rushline. Yeah. <clears throat> they gave her plenty of space. To run and do what she's doing. And it, I mean, now she's at the cellar. She's at the... I don't think she's at the cellar. I think she's at the stand. I think she, I think she's done both. Really? Yeah. I was going to say, she's, at, so she's thriving at the stand. A regular
0: at the stand. Yeah, yeah. To the point where I was like, hey, I'm going to try to go to New York in March. Um, I'd love to like go there and like use her name. And she, she was like, no. Because like it's not like... It's like it's nothing against me, it's like it's not a name drop place. It's like
1: <clears throat> that's not how that works there.
0: Yeah. No. It's like I, I gotta make a name for myself. And and that's <coughs> also like it's also a big thing I love about Cincinnati. It's like one of the biggest things I love I think the most underappreciated part about Cincinnati is that people from big cities can come here and you can make those big connections. It's oh, like yeah. when you go to New York, you're not a totally lost puppy.
1: <clears throat> I watch Racine come here, Mike Racine. Yeah. And be completely absorbed. Into the Cincinnati scene in a day, yeah, dude. For a guy that has a hard time relating and you know connecting with people, I could see it meant the world to him. Of how everyone here, not just not just went, oh, here's a guy I should, I could know that might be able to give me a spot somewhere. Just a guy who like, in he got fully absorbed into that group to where he was friends. With everyone He was having conversations easily Yeah And if I've ever met anyone on the spectrum <laughs> Racine's right there Hello Um, I also like In a weird way I
0: kind of feel the same about I don't <clears throat> I don't want to gloat about me I feel the same way about me in a way Yeah Where it's like Sometimes like In Cincinnati It's like Sometimes it's hard to relate to people Because I'm here so much And they see me all the time But like When I go to like like when I went to Minneapolis this summer, incredible scene for stand up. I also felt the most welcome.
1: Yeah, I, I think that is what <clears throat> makes the strongest comedy communities. You remember how like uh TJ Miller, Hannibal, Kane, all Chicago all came out of the Chicago scene when it was at its most accepting and welcoming. Yeah. Now you're seeing that branch out in like, you know, Laughing Skull Atlanta. Go bananas, Cincinnati. Uh, Acme, Acme, Minneapolis. Acme, Minneapolis. You comedy know, works in Denver. Yeah, you're seeing it from places now that realize, hey, this is this is the culture we need to uh, yep. to uh, incubate Great. incubate good comedy. Greats is to like
0: like Michigan, for example. <clears throat> I have so many friends in Michigan. Like my friend um, Elena Banfield up there. Phen- she's fucking. She's a like three like.
1: Three years in, just emceed for a towel. Also, uh, another city I really want to give a shout-out to, and I'm um, also going to give a huge amount of credit to one person we both know well. Yes. Indianapolis and fucking Cam O'Connor. I think Cam is one of the most underrated people to ever book. I love that man dearly. I think he is one of the best in the world at... Understanding if you book people on their way up, yep, they will appreciate you. They will appreciate the club, and they will send other really good people your way.
0: Okay, so can I tell a story about that? Absolutely. When I um, when I was I was three years in, and Cam literally gave me my first weekend like that, and he told me multiple times he did that to make a statement. And he's like, I want, like, because I was, admittedly, the new guy for a while. <clears throat> and then, like, he literally told me, he's like, I book Schubert because I want these motherfuckers
1: to stop making fun of him. Yeah. I, I,
0: and It was uh, with Nate fucking Bargatze, who's an arena comic.
1: Yeah. I, and, <clears throat> but Cam's awareness <clears throat> of how good people were before they were big. Yeah. Like, him booking Racine and Letterman and... Annie Letterman, not, Annie Le- not yeah. David Letterman. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but people that were on this like hard rise that most places were not booking them. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm. I was wildly impressed by Cam, and I, I think the Indianapolis scene, like that Sunday show. Yeah, I've sent dozens of people I know to that show. Yeah, and they've I've never gotten one bad response from it.
0: Yep. He's like, he gave me my first weekend. I, I dearly appreciate him. I've, I've known him for a long time. And I also like, I never envy the position
1: of a booker. I think Lee's handling it. Fantastic. Yeah. Dude. I, I love Lee to death. I did too. I, I I think he's handling it well. Uh, I I think, I also think he's very aware of like what's going on in the scene and shit. Yeah. I remember when Gabe was booking. Yep. Uh, I, think, I do too. I think Go Banana's uh, ability to recognize talent has been, bar none, phenomenal.
0: And they, they recognize talent, but they also recognize good <clears throat> people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like you're good on and off stage. Yeah, uh, also, shit. I want to shout out uh, Ran Barnaclo. I was actually about to plug this, but go ahead, Can I? I have the text go ahead. To-
0: I had it literally pulled up right here. I do too. <laughs> uh Sunday, October 30th, 6 30 p.m. at the Blacklist Skate Shop in Walnut Hills. Lloyd, what's happening? They are premiering his special. Dude, I saw a clip of it.
1: Fucking murderous. I've seen Rand from literally the beginning. And you've known him since he was 14. If that, uh, if you look behind you, there's two paintings on the wall. Back when he was an artist, before he was a comic. Yeah, <clears throat> I've known that kid forever, and I love him. Ran... So much. I, I I I love seeing good things having happen for happening for that kid.
0: Yeah, I think Ran does a really good job of like recognizing all kinds of comedy, because like Ran is Ran's a goofball to his core. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's he like he doesn't write too much. But like when he does write, he's so fucking good.
1: Yeah, he only spins gold. Like I, I, I remember yep. jokingly saying he was a Rumpelstiltskin of comedy. <laughs> <clears throat> like if you let him spin it, he'll come out with gold. Yeah. Like uh, I remember him when he was uh first got signed as a skateboarder.
0: Yep, Rand Barnacle, If you don't know.
1: <clears throat> he literally got signed for like a semi pro skateboarding. And he was so happy and genuine about that shit. Where I was like, <laughs> fuck, I love that this is happening for this kid. I love a happy ran. Right. When he was doing art and, you know, guys like Derek Toby and fucking Danny Gamble and were recognizing him as an artist. Yeah.
0: Oh, Gamble fucking painted the mural outside of Go Bananas.
1: <clears throat> right. And then. Now he's doing the thing that I've thought he should have been. Uh, yeah, I've always thought he should have done. He found it on his own. He figured out stand up as the thing he should have been doing, and he's unbelievably good at it. Like Ran, I don't want to use the word master yet, but I will say savant. Yeah. I got, he, doesn't, doesn't, I, he doesn't always know why what he's doing is the best. Yeah. But he finds the best.
0: Like, I feel like there are very Ugh. few people that I will describe as a master at stand up. The first person I will describe as a master at stand up is Chad Daniels. Absolutely.
1: M- master. Unquestionable.
0: And someone I'm portraying, Greg Giraldo, master at stand up.
1: There's guys that are so good at understanding what is funny. Yes. And there's guys that you'll never understand how good they are at finding funny. Yeah. Guys like Psy. Yes. Shalafu.
0: Shalafu might be the one, one of the most underrated joke writers in the Midwest.
1: Right, right, right. But to me, that that is uh, that's someone who understands how to find funny no matter what. I love those people. I do, too. <clears throat> There's a handful of newer comics that, <clears throat> not just to shout him out because he's on my other podcast, but Luke Young, for being eight, nine months in. Not even, I don't think. How good is that kid right now? He's getting pretty good, and he's gaining a lot of confidence, too. Right, right. Yeah. If he carried the swag that he should have for what he can do, he'd be fucking dangerous. Yeah. Uh, Phil Pointer. Yeah. Phil understands how to get you to laugh. Yep. He'll read an audience in a moment and turn them all to his side. Yep. Uh, Rudick. Yeah. Rudick's been great at that from day one. Rudick, uh,
0: I've always said this, um, Andrew Rudick, there is no comic in Cincinnati who truly enjoys being on stage more than Andrew Rudick. Right. He doesn't
1: get what makes him likable. Yeah. But he revels. Oh, dude, 100%. And being that likable. Like, he just enjoys doing stand-up comedy. Like, I wish there was something as uh, torrid as him just trying to beat out his sister or something like that. Also, I just want to throw this out there. This could be a whole other episode. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah, it could. Sorry, we went wildly long on plot. I don't give a shit. You want to keep either. going? Yeah, fuck yeah. I don't Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, there's people coming up in the scene now that. Pointers up uh, Tara Kay. Yeah. Once she, once she learns how to turn her premises into punchlines, she'll be a monster.
0: Yeah. Like um, Carter Doherty, for example, I think he is learning. Like he's always been funny. I think like there's something in the click, but that dude like understands
1: Carter understands how to be likable on stage. Right, that seems like a, a a person who has had to adapt and excelled at it. Yeah. When he learns what he's good at, I'm here for it. I want to see it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Hannah Youngholm, dude, we were about to have her on the podcast. Uh, another, There's a bunch of sensey comics right now that, if they just, if they just get what it is that they have, yeah. You've said this about me for a long time. Dude, I love nothing more than how much Cody has had had like a hard turn on how he saw you. (laughs) Because uh Cody Hawker. Yeah. When I first was like, here's Alex, here's And he's like, He just seems awkward and weird and I don't get but then he saw you perform a couple times and he was like, Oh, holy shit, this is why you have confidence in this dude. It's like, okay, so and um, I assure you, there's no bigger fan of yours in the Cincinnati comedy scene than me. Like, I'll continue doing this podcast as long as as long as I force uh, you to do it. As long as you're willing to have me on board, I think you're a you're a, your own little tour de force of how to do comedy in a, a outside coming in kind of way. I think you're hilarious. I think you're very funny. Uh, I think the people that know that about you, Cy Oppison. Gabe Kia. Knows you're funny. Gabe Kia knows you're funny. Phil Pointer. Billy DeVore, who's... I feel weird saying, like, that guy knows I'm funny. No, uh,
0: But he does. uh, I mean, Billy's been my friend since day one.
1: Right, but that's a very funny man who realizes, like, oh, this kid has a thing.
0: Yeah. I've been writing... I've been writing jokes for fucking
1: I literally since I was in high school. Right, and I'm never nice enough to tell you how funny I think you are, but we're gonna maintain that. But yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> I do okay. You're
0: fine. It's like I always like a lot of like I, I read a tweet a while back that said, "Um, either you dated people in middle school or you're funny now." <laughs> I'm like, I That's was very bummer. the what. That's a bummer. Well, no, I'm funny. I did
1: a lot of people in middle school. <laughs> well, it's because you had
0: a fucking beard. I don't think I'm funny. No, you are funny. I mean, some of the... Like, you've outwritten me a lot of weeks.
1: <clears throat> uh, definitely not this one. You murdered this week.
0: Oh, that was fun. I mean, it was really just a couple of days of me writing jokes and just having some throwaway jokes. Nah, I love it, though. But, like, they're... Like, I always enjoy... Like, Okay, so... My golden rule of joke writing, I mean, if you're a comic listening, take this with you. I mean, I think it's a good rule. My golden rule of joke writing, the first person I have to make laugh is
1: myself. Absolutely. My golden rule. I have, from day one, loved that about the way you do comedy. I've seen you open mics do jokes that didn't get a laugh for three or four seconds. But you'll literally sit there confidently in that three or four seconds and be like, wait for the audience to catch up to you. <laughs> then they all laugh and you're like, cool, now we can move on. You yep. didn't revel in the success of knowing it was funny. Yeah. You just gave everyone the time to f- realize what was funny about what you said and then roll into the next joke. Yeah. That's big dick energy if I've ever seen it. Dude,
0: I love it. In a great way. So. And it's like I I've taught. We'll wrap this up here because we've been just fucking going on and on. Yeah, yeah. But dude, like I I enjoyed the hell out of that conversation, dude. But <laughs> it was like we're on the plugs. We can go back to work now. But we just fucking just rambled for thirty minutes about stand up comedy. I, I liked it. I love, dude. I loved it. Yeah. I just I've always loved that. What was I about to say? Fuck. But okay, that's what I was about to say. Like I've always known. How to write a like, how to write a funny line. But sometimes I struggle with getting the audience to get there the same way that
1: I got there. <clears throat> right.
0: And sometimes I will, I'll either give too much setup or too little setup.
1: All I'll say is I've seen you smush the amount of exposition in your jokes. What do you mean? You've. Uh, <clears throat> You've lessened the amount of words you use to explain your joke before you use your joke. And it's uh, it's been better and better as that goes on.
0: Like, like I'll get to the joke? Either like more efficiently? Economy of words.
1: Yep. Yeah, word economy. <clears throat> and uh, the fact that you're able to do that, I know... To some extent, the, the the hurdles your brain has to overcome to do certain things.
0: Yeah, oh hundred percent. Because like, Cy and I are talking about this. Like, you've even said with the autism. Like with autism, sometimes autism just fucking wins.
1: Yeah, there's no there's no cheating your way out of what your brain does to you. Yeah. <clears throat> and now you don't need it to cheat the way out. You figured out how to prison break your way out of what your brain's doing to you to make the joke palatable to people who don't think like us
0: Yep, and like I have to like figure out like cause like my brain's different than a lot of people's brains so I have to like make the crowd figure like hey this is how I got there
1: which if I'd give a comparison of people I've watched up watch come up in the local Cronin I love Cronin he was he was exactly what I see he learned how to make the economy of words thing work and when to let a joke stretch and yep. use more words to get to that punch.
0: Like one of my favorite Cronin bits is his um his walking up the stairs bit with off. <laughs> yeah. It's so good.
1: Just Cronin
0: is he's the perfect combination of writer and having fun. And I love that energy in a comic. And
1: he'll be a go bananas.
0: Yes, he will. Go see him. That's a plug. We've been doing plugs. We this. Do you know what? I'm gonna say this counts as plugs because we've just been plugging every single I comedian agree. in the yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <clears throat> uh, there's so many good people coming up through the ranks right now here that <clears> at <throat> all the cities I've been to and all the all the uh, comedy scenes I've I've dipped my toes in. I'm very impressed with the group that's coming up right now.
0: I completely agree. Like, um, <clears throat> like I said, have you seen Allison Stapp yet? Dude, I think she's one of the. I love the
1: way her brain works. I do too. It's like she's super dry when she's on stage. Like, everything be... in, everything in how she presents herself seems like she should be at arm's length. I want to be her best friend. <laughs> I love the way her brain works and processes situation and she finds that the smallest part of funny anything and exploits it in the best way i i i think and she's only been doing comedy for a very like she started in chicago but I, I am wildly impressed again there, there's probably five people i could put in this i'm category. impressed i'm impressed with a, i'm impressed with a lot of the people that like Started just before COVID. Oh, yeah. And and then what it's done to people and how they've reacted to it. I think COVID, like, it COVID changed stand up for good. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I've only seen the best of results. Okay. On the back end of that. So. we're not cutting any of this out because that
0: was like, this has been such a fun conversation. Yeah, that really was. Yeah. But for me, and this is the last thing I'll say, we can continue this after the podcast, but for me with COVID, like I was talking to Billy about this. The break was nice.
1: I think for a lot of people, it helped a lot because I don't think they need, they knew they needed it. Yeah, dude. That makes sense. Like, yes, I I know exactly what you knew that they needed a moment to take a breath. Yes do something different. Reassess, refocus. Yep. And address what they were doing from a more informed standpoint. Yes. Up to and including you. Yep. I think the way you sharpened shit during the time of covid, just watching uh, your joke writing for this podcast or you your confidence in performing sense. It's been fantastic for me. I, I've Thank been you. Team Alex for a very long time. Like, hey guys, I dare you to fuck with him. I'm big enough to hurt you if you don't <laughs> respect what I'm saying. So with COVID, like a month after
0: COVID, like I didn't write a lot during COVID. But what I did write, like the turning point was my vaccines joke. That was a huge turning point for my writing because absolutely, like, yeah. Because I had the whole thing happen with my dad saying, like, vaccines cause me to have autism. Like, that's, first of all, fucking hilarious. And immediately, my first thing was like, my first thought wasn't like, dad, you're fucking, you're a fucking idiot. My first thought was, let's write about this. Let's have some fun. I had a bit by the end of the day.
1: I think most comics had some interaction that meant something to them that way, that gave them the understanding of why that break was important.
0: Yep. And it was just like, that honestly, just like, Opened the floodgates for me to just
1: being open to talking about autism. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, we had Gabe on last night. And he talked about his dad for the first time. And, uh, yeah. Something he never mentions. Yeah. And he's like, his dad was like a pro hockey player. Yeah. A good one. Yeah. A really good one. Yeah. <laughs> and he actually dipped into that a little bit <clears throat> on the the bastard sermon with us last night. Yep. But it was fun seeing he had that space to let that grow. If that makes any sense. Yep. So, yeah, I've really appreciated how well this scene has supported everybody and been there. It's been like, because a lot of times,
0: like over the last 10 years, one thing I've noticed is that comics are a lot more supportive of each other now than they were
1: a while back. Yeah, that competitiveness is, it, it's gone. It's, it's gone. It's been replaced with supportiveness. It's uh, its a sickness in any scene where it still exists.
0: I also think supportiveness has increased because the amount of indie shows has increased. Like we're always vouching for each other. We're taking each other on the road, and we're give, We're giving. We're hoping to give each other opportunities. Yeah. Like when someone, like when Rand has a special, like we're all going to support him. Like we, Rand
1: deserves the shit out of a special. Absolutely. And, and you know what? He'll do ten more in his lifetime, and they'll be better every time. He could do three more this year and not have a problem. Right. Dude's a monster. And you know you could feature for any headliner out there right now trust me i've been emailing a lot of clubs right now <clears throat> <clears throat> i'm just saying from my understanding of comedy, you could feature for anyone right now i'd love to thank you and do well and like when like when i did
0: comedy corner underground in minneapolis dude i had the most fun. it was also my first feature week and i'm not super used to doing longer sets but like it was just me getting my feet wet with featuring and bob the club owner up there was like you did great and i'm like Fucking awesome! I I
1: thought I did okay, <clears throat> but it was my first feature week, and I was kind of nervous. And then like I said, "I hope nothing more than Sai goes on the road or and takes you on that ride." Right. I think dude, you'll. I thrive. literally brought that, up and he's like, "Yeah, I'd 100 percent take him on the road." <clears throat> I think you will thrive in that environment. So
0: I hope so too. And so, last thing I'll say as is like, the longest plugs episode, <laughs> <of Psych laughs> it really ever. has. <clears throat> but. I'm probably gonna post this in like Cincy standard like we shout out a lot of you fuck yeah, 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 um, but like when I did my feature night at bananas like was like a real big confidence boost you watching
1: uh, watching you come back from Denver, okay, and the happiness that that experience brought, which time this most was it the one where the you were? march. You can't give me dates. I'm I'm terrible at. Time it, I was nature. in March. It was in okay. March. My most recent time. <clears throat> when you came, back, you were so happy uh, with your experience there that I'm like, I want to go to Denver now. Like, <laughs> dude, it fucking rules. Um,
0: one of my favorite moments I had from Denver was when, um, I was told you had a good like I was told good set by a comic who ignored my email to get on a show. Let's <laughs> it. I'm like, dude. I love. Oh. Sorry, he didn't see that video. <clears throat>
1: yeah, they did. Sorry,
0: but but dude, my uh, my feature on bananas was a huge fucking confidence booster.
1: I think you got more of those coming. So
0: I really hope so too. I hope like, I hope things get smoothed over at the club because I mean like there there were some things, but I'm, it'll be fine. Yeah, I just I have been sending a lot of emails. Like I reached out to Devito and Caitlin Palufo. I just sent some emails to them. I'm gonna be like, dude. I'd love to work with you guys again. I reached out to Phil Hanley. I didn't hear back, but Phil's fucking huge now, so I don't blame him. He's probably got his feature too, so I'm just like, nah, it's fine. But I, f- I feel like, I've literally never felt this optimistic about stand-up. Fuck yeah. I'm
1: glad that you get that right now.
0: Yep. And I'm just like, and honestly, like with that optimism, comes better joke writing. Because like, I'm confident sure. in myself. And I'm just like, Okay, so this one I was going to say. Like, right when COVID happened, like, a lot of comics were, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel for material. They're just, like, there's... Because, like, what happens, like, when comics are constantly grinding, doing, like... Like, when, you're in, when, you're, in, when you're, in, uh. you're in New York, you could feasibly do 15, 20 mics a week. For sure. And when you're doing all those mics, you, you're you just, like, constantly, like, all right, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? We'll try this. We'll try this. they are just like, all right, we're going to sweep the bottom out from under you. Take some time refine your shit and then get back out there with with a new lease
1: on what you think right. what you think makes you funny. Pair that to what DeVito did this past weekend. Yeah. All new shit. All shit that's not part of that hour. Yeah. And most of it was sharp enough it could have been there. Yep. From the start. So yeah, this is the end of our wildly long plug cycle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know
0: we're trying to end it and shit. But... Lloyd, that was a great conversation, and I'm sure we're going to continue it off air. Would you like to? Absolutely, yeah. Yep. But Lloyd, Alex, I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck you, Cleveland Cleveland Browns. We like the Bengals.
1: Wow, man.
2: Fuck you. We like the Bengals.